Many of the go-to-market teams that I'm talking to are already using ABM platforms like Demandbase and Terminus, predictive analytics platforms like SixthSense, and intent data tech like Bombora. They're driving the top of the funnel, increasing their pipeline KPIs, but a common thread that I'm seeing across different companies within different industries is that they're challenged to drive stage progression, even though the accounts that they're targeting are in market and are in their ICP. There is a considerable discrepancy between the pipeline revenue and actual revenue. And in many cases, when deals are signed, deal sizes are less than desired. And what's going on? That's what I'm going to talk about and cover in today's ABM Done Right, right podcast and video. I'm Christina Jaramillo, President of Personal ABM. And I'll tell you right now that the sales and marketing motions that GTM teams are following are allowing in-market accounts to stick with the status quo or even choose a competitor. Sales and marketing teams are not taking control of the customer conversation with key in-market accounts along the buying journey. The challenger sale is focused on teaching for differentiation, tailoring for resonance and relevance, and taking control of the customer conversation, all while providing constructive tension. However, marketing simply reacts to third-party and first-party intent and pushes out more content based on what the target buyer is consuming or even searching for. Marketing is simply reacting to the same information as their competitors that's this, who are also investing in the intent data platforms that they're using versus looking for that why there is intent in the first place. There is no differentiation in the sales and marketing conversation, in the approach, or even the technology. But when you uncover that why, you can provide content and messaging that focuses on those strategic objectives and the create the buying vision that leans in your direction. Through marketing content and messaging, we should be shaping the conversation that sales needs to have with these key accounts. Sales teams are also reactive. One of the challenges that I heard from a product marketing team at Unifor is around ensuring that sales teams have the right initial conversations with accounts that show signs of engagement with ABM campaigns. Accounts and buyers were going cold and becoming unresponsive after initial sales engagement. Most sales methodologies are forcing sales to be reactive. They require sales teams to perform extensive discovery with the potential client. They require sales to ask probing questions, to uncover needs, which are merely departmental or maybe individual wants. As sales teams react to this information, they become pigeonholed and are forced to cut deal sizes and margins as they're not aligned with the business's strategic priorities. As I mentioned before in a recent podcast, ABM should be an offensive, proactive move to win, protect, and expand key accounts. These are those 20% of accounts that can deliver 80% of today's and tomorrow's revenue growth. ABM should not be reactive. Sales and marketing teams need to take control of the conversation at every touch point, which means we need to come to each interaction with tier one accounts in particular with a point of view about their business versus reacting to intent. We need a reason beyond the intent to have meaningful aligned outreach. In most cases, teams are looking for that reason, so they're having the same conversation as everyone else, as 70% of tech companies have at least one intent platform that they're using. Sales and marketing teams need to find areas of personal relevance. According to an ITSMA and tech target study, 66% or about two-thirds of ABM programs underperform. These programs are only involved in a one-to-few and one-to-many 
ABM execution and lack key areas of relevance, even though the images below show that buyers want sales and marketing teams to demonstrate a strong knowledge of several things. They want you to demonstrate a strong knowledge of the solution area, the business landscape, their specific company, their specific needs, their specific decision-making process. With one-to-many ABM programs, you speak at industries and personas. You're focused on general assumptions and pain points. With one-to-few, you speak at target accounts and target personas that are in similar industries or showing in similar intent signals or appear to be in similar buying stages. And in both cases, ABM is campaign-based and sales and marketing teams are pushing out content and messaging and hoping that something sticks. It's marketing as usual, but now they're using intent data and ABM tech to take a more targeted spray and pray approach. 86% of companies or 86% of communications by sales and marketing and account teams are still off target and irrelevant. One-to-one personal ABM speaks to and with the human buyers within target accounts that we want to win, that we want to protect, and that we want to expand. When you take this approach, you go directly to key decision makers and influencers with insights that are specific to their gaps, their impacts, and the content speaks specifically to them. You focus on each and every single interaction and touch point that GTM teams have with the human buyers and how you're relevant at the industry, company, rank, division, operational, financial, personal, and even customer levels. With one-to-one ABM, you go beyond speaking to personas. As Matthew Dixon and Brent Adamson mentioned in their book, The Challenger Sale, in most cases, buyer unresponsiveness is not because you fail to make a logical argument. It's because you fail to make an emotional connection. It's not that buyers didn't believe your story. It's because they didn't see it as their story. This is what happens when you focus on industry relevance, some company personalization, and persona messaging. The other issue with persona messaging is that it has sales and marketing teams reacting to departmental wants. And this is what happened with our digital asset management client. They were focused on marketing pain points and providing similar messages to their competitors. They led target accounts to do an RFP and compare side-by-side the solution capabilities and pricing versus looking to see which damn solution would meet the needs of the individual organization. This led to losses to competitors that would drive the price down. Our client wasn't aligning with the organization's or the target organization's strategic priorities and showing target accounts their specific unconsidered gaps across the organization that would impact the achievement of their business vision. They weren't showing the impact their specific gaps would have on different divisions across the organization, on omni-channel operations, on e-commerce, on their go-to market, on product management, how it affected sales enablement or finance, customer service, the customer experience, and customers overall. Sales and marketing teams need to understand how competitors will impact the prospect's ability to achieve their strategic vision. If accounts are in market and they are showing intent, then they're looking at your competitors. When the Challenger sales book was written, about 35% of companies were able to establish themselves as truly preferred over the competition. 
and still more troubling, even among preferred companies, when Challenger tested the impact of each of the benefits that were believed to be unique, they found that customers perceived about half of them to actually be relevant to their needs. And among those, customers told Challenger they weren't delivered consistently enough to actually influence their preference. When you pull it all together, only about 14% of so-called benefits were perceived by customers as both unique and beneficial. Being best of breed or innovative or customer focused was not among them. While the Challenger sale was published, first published in 2011, they would get similar results if they were to do a study today. In fact, Forrester recently completed a study on order management systems and Forrester heard story after story of order management firms embracing what they did or their features as the secret sauce to their competitive advantage. But from the purview of an order management practitioner, the secret was the firms didn't know their sauce was just simple syrup, commodity features of an unfamiliar class of software. Then we wonder why we're challenged to capture larger deals and why we're faced with margin pressures. Sales and marketing teams can make claims on how they're differentiated all they want, but they're not leading prospects and customers to come to their own understanding of how the solution or the approach is different. Through your content and stories, you need to show competitor-specific gaps and the impact that they would have on the company, on different divisions in that company, on the company or organization's strategic priorities, on different ranks or personas within the organization, and on the people that you engage with on one-on-one -on -one basis. You need to show your stories, or you need to show through your stories, how you would uniquely fill the gaps.